right. This is episode three of the Uncommon Dialogue podcast. I'm Lance Atuma. I'm here with Caleb, the zoologist barista, who recently got famous on the Good News Movement Instagram page. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, so I guess I just want to start off first was one of the questions I asked you in one of our direct message chats on Instagram was, for our viewers, how did you... uh? get blown up on there because i remember like seeing your page like almost immediately and you had like maybe 1300 followers and then now you're probably at 12,000 followers in like a matter of a couple weeks really yeah so uh funny thing about that is that picture of that post is actually three years old now um it initially actually went viral February, I think 20th of 2018. But during that time, I didn't have like any social media that I was using. Mm -hmm. So I guess just like people really didn't have anywhere to go to find me, uh, I guess, except for the store. And then I don't know why it got reposted. I don't know what triggered that, but uh, it got reposted whichever day it was. And then my friends got a hold of it because I had a few of my friends that knew about my Instagram page, but the majority of them did not. And so the ones that did know uh, started posting my ad into the post. And then it actually drove my follower count from, I think it was 725 at the moment up to the... the 11,000. 11, that, dude, that's such a dramatic increase right there. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, just like anybody else, if I had never, I would never have found your page at all or have reached out to you if it wasn't for that Good News Movement Instagram page. And I mean, I think with how politicized Instagram has become with people posting up all the political stories all the time. Your page is actually really refreshing to look at. I mean, like your posts and I mean, I can look at your posts and I actually will read the entire description on through. Cause I know like it's what I'm looking at, like the post that I see of like a dog or a spider or an elephant, whatever type of animal, like your caption is basically about that animal. That's it. It's kind of refreshing right now for the times. <laughs> honestly didn't even think of it like that but that's very good to know thank you yeah by the way like just for everybody to know like the reason why we're doing it on zoom is because i'm based in a detroit area and you're in tennessee right correct so what's your backstory backstory like you know where'd you go to college uh my backstory um so i i went to Thank you for okay. There you go. Sorry, um, you said just where I went to college. Yeah, you know, why'd you study zoology and you know just for people to know. Gotcha. So uh, I went to college at Mars Hill University. Uh, Where's that at? Mars Hill, North Carolina. It's, it's uh, kind of close to Asheville. It's not too far from Asheville. Um, but I went there because they were one of the only. I think it's like one of three colleges in North Carolina that had um, zoology and so I went to that one um, in 2013 
and graduated in 2017. And um, I went there for zoology because, like, growing up, that's what I was always most fascinated with. Uh, and that's the, I guess, fascination that stuck the longest. Like, it's always something uh, something new to learn about them. And coming home and watching Steve Irwin and Jeff Corwin just kind of, you know, added fuel to that fire. And so it just became sort of like, uh, I don't really know. I don't know where I'm trying to find, but it, it's, I guess, a desire to learn more about them and then where they're, our environment is kind of, or steadily decreasing. I think it's important to know, or for people to know, like what also is going along with it. Cause you can easily just sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, our trees are getting cut down. But until people actually see like what is going along with the trees, I don't think they'll really care or they may not even know to begin with. So it's just basic ignorance really behind it. Yeah. Just, right. They see a tree fall. They just see a tree fall. They don't think about and the, the wildlife that's living amongst the trees basically. Right. So like, and for example, I know I was talking to my, uh, my grandmother some time ago and we noticed that we started seeing a lot of deer a lot more deer in our area and we were trying to figure out where they were coming from because growing up here um for the time i was here we never used to see deer i guess in our little area in the city mm -hmm. but then we came to find out that you know they're cutting down trees somewhat nearby which is displacing them so i guess they're just trying to you know find a new home so it's just like small little things like that that I guess people don't seem to notice. Yeah, I mean, the part of Michigan that I live in, Michigan has a lot of deer in general. But like where I live at, I mean, I there are so many mornings throughout the year, even in the winter time, where I just look out my bedroom window and I'll see like a whole like family of deer. I don't know if that's the right terminology. I don't. <laughs> you can tell I'm not the expert. I don't know what the actual word is, but. You know, I'll see like four or five of them just hanging out in my backyard any time of the year, really, just there and heading across the street and going wherever else they need to go. And recently, in the last few years, we've had a lot of coyotes migrate up here to Michigan. We used to never have them here. Really? Yeah, yeah like I've seen a few of them like walking across my driveway before. And I'm not scared of them because I guess the, um, the Department of, I guess, uh, habitat or I don't know what every state has a different name for like you know the wildlife and the conservation of them but like they put out a warning saying you don't have to worry about coyotes because they they're typically scared of humans and it's just I never thought about like coyotes ending up here I always figured they would be in a place like southwest in New Mexico or Arizona or like west Texas which is pretty typical of where they're usually at Mm. but like i mean in studying like zoology and whatnot have you ever noticed like patterns of animals ending up from one place to another that surprises people or even yourself even um i remember when i learned that jaguars are actually in the united states i was completely thrown off because i'd always associated them with um more like central america and then I don't remember what I was. 
Where the hell are Jaguars at in America? <laughs> they are in, uh, if I remember correctly, Texas for sure. And then, hold on, let me see if I can not fail geography real fast. Uh, I think it's New, New Mexico or Arizona. It's one that's like directly connected uh, to the left. I can't remember which one it is, but it's either uh, New Mexico or Arizona. But like they show up there. I was just kind of like, well, that's that's interesting. I've never, <laughs> never heard at all. <laughs> like, nobody said anything. <laughs> I mean, they usually don't say anything. They just get up and go someplace. someplace. But, I mean, you know, I, Texas is such an interesting place. If it's one random fact I, like, learned about Texas a couple months ago is that there are more tigers in Texas than there are in the rest of the world. There's somewhere around like five to 7,000 tigers. Yeah, than there are in the rest of the world. And the reason for that is because I guess it's legal to own a tiger in Texas. Like almost all the tigers in, huh? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, because if I remember reading it correctly on Google, is um, I Googled it and it, you know, tigers in Texas ownership or some shit like that. By the way, if you want to swear, just go right on ahead. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and it, it was something like a wildly cheap fee. It was somewhere around like 350 or 450 bucks and one time payment. And that's it. You own a fucking tiger in Texas. <laughs> what? <laughs> I couldn't even imagine just like, you know, having like my pet tiger fully grown in my back seat. You know, I get out of the car to pump gas or something, and some dude decides to just start talking crap, and the tiger just pops its head out. It's like, oh, this is Christopher right here. You have a problem with me? You're going through fucking Christopher right here. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, you have Raj with you at all times. Raj from Aladdin. Got him on protection. Yeah, at all. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh dude, no joke. I mean, just imagine a dude with like a with like a gun or something, just trying to intimidate you, and you just all you gotta do is just be like, dude, did you just not see my pet tiger right here? <laughs> like, yo, man, you can empty that whole clip, and that tiger's still coming at you, man. <laughs> I I honestly don't know what I would do if I actually just looked in somebody's backseat and saw a tiger. Like, I don't know if I'd be intrigued, uh, feel fear, like, <laughs> be like... The backseat, dude, just back fucking yard. Just stop somewhere at a stoplight. You just see a tiger just walking along, the circling around the backyard, and you're just looking, trying to register that in your head, and it's like, man, am I really seeing what I think I'm seeing right now? This dude has a fully grown tiger. That tiger's not even that tiger's not even making a run at his owner right now to like eat him. <laughs> it respects the owner. <laughs> yeah, no. I definitely I definitely have a few questions for that owner. <laughs> hey man, as more as your uh as, as like more your Instagram page grows, I would just look into that. Just like try and reach out to people that own tigers in Texas and make an episode out of it or something. That's just an idea right there. I mean, honestly, yeah. Find um, find um, 
exotic. There we go. Exotic wildlife owners. Just that would that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, I'll I mean, have to write that one down. Yeah, I, I would definitely <laughs> look into that one, dude. I mean, what exotic wildlife owners of America? Just start here first. I mean, you. I. I mean, I've seen it here in Michigan of a dude owning like an alligator, two pythons. Like I've actually seen him with like his pythons on him. No like brace to like stop the mouth from like quote like opening up. No, it's just they're there and I just couldn't help but think I need to just get as far away from this dude as possible right now because <laughs> I can't help but just like be scared of those pythons. That's that's understandable because I mean like but when you grow up that's you're kinda taught to you know, fear, fear snakes, just because it, a lot of people, you know, don't know too much about them. They just know, oh, it can hurt me. But I think I remember there's an article some time ago, which I guess should be apparent, but may not be, is like, it's talking about how snakes have personalities. So you can have a snake that can be aggressive you can also have a snake that would be extremely docile they vary just like people do in that sense but at the same time when you have a snake that is known for squeezing and you're putting it around your neck you're playing a very dangerous game yeah that's an, that's an absolute fuck no on my end right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and especially when they're like uh because uh, you don't know if necessarily they've gotten it from the wild or it's been uh, uh, captive bred. Mm. So if you get one from the wild, then, yeah, you're definitely playing a dangerous game. There. I, I guess that's a good segue into, like, another thing that you and I talked about privately in the DM chat was a lot of people, I, I count myself as one of those people as well, as, like, you know, seeing – not just like full grown animals, but even like, you know, the huntsman spider, like you mentioned to me. I mean, how likely is it that those types of animals would like attack or even try to defend themselves from a regular person like me? Cause I would look at something like that, like a huntsman spider or like an animal I've never seen in person before and only on TV, like, and just probably react honestly with a little bit of more caution than usual. Like, I guess what I'm asking is there's obviously there's a lot of people that are really ignorant just because they just have never seen these types of animals before and do you think that there needs to be more pages like yours for more exposure to channels like Discovery or I don't know what's like another popular animal channel on television right now but like that I'm sorry uh, I was saying Discovery, Nat Geo, Animal Planet are usually the bigger ones. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it just still seems like a complete disconnect from, like, television to, like, seeing it in person. I mean, some people, you know, just would have to react. And I'm one of those people. Are there is there just not enough education in general about those types of animals? And do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I I I think so honestly cuz 
I know when I was in middle school, <clears throat> when you would go to, I don't know, get out of school and go to Animal Planet, you would, it'd be about animals. But nowadays, it, they have reality shows that honestly don't even seem to have anything to do with animals. I don't, I don't really watch TV anymore. Uh, I stopped in like high school. So I don't know if it's changed since the last time I was watching uh, TV regularly, but there were, it seems to kind of distance themselves from nature, even with Discovery, uh, Animal Planet, Nat Geo. Occasionally they'll have their um, specials, but for the most part, like when you go and look, they're usually all day, they're just doing reality shows, which is causing a greater distance because you know you could you could go there and you could learn about meerkat manor uh big cat what big cat diary crocodile hunter jeff corwin experience they had all that going usually midday and it's kind of a problem because like you said it causes or it can create more ignorance because people don't have the same places to go to get that exposure so and with that disconnect it's a little easier like I'll for like oh we're gonna tear down this this forest okay well you know I don't really know what's living there it just seems to be a bunch of trees go for it like people don't typically associate uh, the wildlife with with the areas anymore uh, and you know with education of what is there or I, I guess the more educated you become, the, the more you realize like, oh, well, we do kind of need these because they're important for our ecosystem for X, Y, and Z. Like, or, hey, there are vulnerable species here because if we do that, then we don't know what we're disrupting. For uh, like, uh, what, what's the stadium in, the New York Giants Stadium, for example. Oh, Matt they removed Matt Stadium. Matt they removed. I don't remember the exact measurement, but they removed a ton of to put that there. But swampland is very important for uh, filtering out filtering out um, um, pollutants before they enter re-enter water or re-enter the ocean. Like, they're a great buffer for figuring out. So it's like, okay, you put MetLife there, but and now you've just removed this big filter, this uh, CO2 sink, and you now have football there, which, cool. Yeah, see, that I didn't even know that swamp plants filter out all the toxins and not before it makes it to the rest of the waterways, like you just said. That... That's something that I never even thought about or even knew about right there. What you're seeing is that because of development of some areas that probably could have went elsewhere, mm -hmm. the trade-off was that, you know, you're getting rid of the swamp that would have cleaned up a lot of the toxins and whatnot that would have made it into the water. It's not because you put a football stadium there. It's only used half, half the time of the year all of a sudden there's no swamp land to make up, elsewhere to make up for it. Right. And 
it's used half the year for what football, maybe used for concerts. And when people are going there, they're tossing their trash and litter. And so we got rid of something that beneficial to uh, our water, our fresh water, for something that is causing more pollution. Well, I won't say that the the stadium itself is causing more pollution, but you know, as people go there, they're also littering and all that. So it incidentally causes more pollution. They're contributing to it when they don't know it. Right, exactly. And like you said, you didn't know about that with Swamplands. How many other people don't? <laughs> yeah, that, Like, even if you... I couldn't even find a number for that one, honestly. So, studying right. you were say, like, the average... Oh, the average person couldn't even tell you like the names of spiders. I mean, I, I mean that the reason why I even mentioned the huntsman spider was because you told me about it, and I googled it regrettably, looked at the images, and I was like, all right, I'm turning <laughs> off this page right now. I can't look at this thing. <laughs> I can look at a python, no problem, but I cannot look at a huntsman spider. <laughs> That's the thing, though. They're so large that they're intimidating, but they're actually, they're not venomous. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure I get that right. Maybe they're not venomous or they're like very minimally venomous, but, but they won't do, they're not harmful to humans in that sense. Okay. So it's like huge spider that basically ha won't do you any harm, but we see it and we're like, mm, no, <laughs> like, just off the rip because we don't know. I'm still not testing my fate on that one. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Going back to the to the swampland though, that was replaced by MetLife Stadium. I didn't know this thinking about it now, but I guess there's a lot of environmental education when it comes to studying zoology, right? Right. With that being said, do you think it's important? Uh, it, I'm going to throw a weighted question out here. Do you think it's important that more people would, would would help them more to learn about the animals and where they are before they're so gung ho about development? Maybe. Um, I think that they don't because if people knew then they might go against the development. And, you know, we're, especially, I'll say, speak for America only, because that's really the only country I know, we're a capitalist society. And so people don't want other people to get in the way of, you know, them making money a lot of the times. So that's something that they'll just kind of be like, oh, well, let's kind of keep that to ourselves. That way we face less opposition. But I do think if more people knew, more people were educated, more uh, people understood the importance of the species and the um, environments, then they would, you know, give some sort of opposition to certain developments. Mm -hmm. Not all development, just certain ones. Right. And then, of course, there's, there's always going to be the crowd that, you know, just doesn't care whether they know or not. But, like, I do think that 
the the average person, the majority of people would, uh, I guess, voice their opinion or voice their concern if um, they actually knew. Yeah. Are there, what happens to like a lot of the animals before, like when development arrives, what happens to like, where do they go after? Like, I know it's a broad question because it's like, it depends where the development is and like what types of animals and how they migrate, what their migration patterns are. But I'm saying mm -hmm. more so like if there are people like say you, for example, that have like a vested interest, is there like an already like a plan set in place to like take, I don't know, I've seen the picture of like a guy just lifting up turtles before development arrives and placing them somewhere else where they can live still. Is there like uh, any type of efforts going on that, you know, the animal, like the wildlife that's living in a place before development arrives can go somewhere else and it's pretty much the same type of habitat for them? Um, that I'm honestly unsure of. That's something I've never, I've never personally looked into. Mm -hmm. um, if I had to speculate, then I would say it, it kind of depends. I'm sure some people, if they knew, some people may try to relocate. Um, and then some people may not care. And so they may just, uh, for example, I guess palm, palm forests in Borneo, Sumatra, uh, when they're going through the forest and orangutans are there, sometimes they just plow straight through. They don't care. Like, there are videos where uh, the the workers are plowing through the forest and there's just, you know, a dead orangutan, and that's a endangered species. So when you have other animals that are, uh, I guess, not as endangered, uh, or like least concerned animals, near threatened animals, those sort of things. You do have some people that will basically either just give them the same treatment, like, oh, who cares, just displace them. And then you may have some that may try to find a similar location because for some species, there may be another habitat that they can survive in. Ooh, but then you may also have species that are specific to that environment and don't do well in any other environment. And so those species could just be lost forever. Um, so there's a, there's a common misconception that a lot of species go extinct because poaching is like the assumed answer in hunting. But here in Michigan, the state allows hunting for an extended period of time to actually control the population of deer so that way there's not too many of them for certain reasons yeah you know what i'm talking about then but at the same time you don't want to overdo it in some places how would one weigh it out like basically to say like if there's an endangered species like but you know there's development in the, in the way from that or that's going to come in the way of them surviving in this habitat and there's nowhere else for them to go I mean, there's not enough effort. So I guess really would development be like the number one reason why some species that were already endangered go out of? Um, I, 
I honestly, that's something I honestly haven't looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting. I would. I just thought of right now. I it it may be honestly just because you know as humans are expanding, they you know expand out, so they were kind of encroaching. And first of all, let me say a disclaimer: like I don't know for sure. This is just me speculating. But, like, as we develop, we're, you know, spreading out and we're taking up more land and more environments. So we're displacing more animals. And then on top of that, we're already living. We're giving off, you know, pollutants and whatnot. So we're hurting other things that we may not necessarily come into direct contact to. So... I guess our byproducts are also causing them trouble. So it's, it's kind of like our development, yeah, technically would be because when, I guess in that sense, just because um, as we develop, we're not doing it necessarily in a way, or I'll say certain places aren't doing it in a way that I guess respects nature around them. It's just like, all right, well, we want to do this, so we're doing it. What are some places that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're okay. What are some places that develop correctly that respects the nature around them? You want me to repeat it? Did you hear me? You're frozen. I don't know if you can hear me. Kale, do you hear me? There you go. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Um, what places do development correctly where they respect the nature and the environment? So, I mean, if, if there are places that aren't doing it correctly, there's got to be places that are doing it correctly. Right. Or places that are, are, are trying to develop experts. I'm not sure which country it is, but there's a country in Europe where they uh, they built a highway. And, you know, when, when you build highways, sometimes you'll cause, like, habitat fragmentation. So you'll have, like, a population of species X over here and species X over here. And now that the highway is going through their environment, they can't, this population can't get to this population safely. So it can cause, like, a a disjunct population, or disjunct. It can cause the population to separate. Yeah. There is a European country, I cannot remember which one, and I don't want to say the wrong name, but what they did was they built a highway through, like, through a hill, and they left a land bridge, like a natural, semi-natural land bridge over top of the highway. I, I know what you're talking about. Like, the entire, I've seen the picture where they actually have, like, a whole grass knoll going over the entire hill yeah right that's the one yeah so yeah that, like, that is as well actually I, i've seen that same picture and i thought what a great idea that was right because now you can develop while you're also while leaving them uh a chance to you know still i guess interact keep without yeah, causing too much disruption there you go disruption yeah that's interesting. I, 
Wow. And then you have. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, and then you do have some, and these the stories of these I've I've seen are just like random people, but you do have people out there that are planting forests. Like, I, I think it was a couple in Brazil. I saw a picture of they spent some years literally replanting a forest by themselves. And then there was um, some guy in Asia, a singular man, who over, I think it's like two decades, planted trees uh, to the point where he also made a forest by himself. So, and then I know uh, there's, I want to say it's Nepal, but I'm unsure. Whenever they uh, celebrate, there's some sort of celebration they have where they literally just go out and plant trees. Right. So I think, it was, I think it's for one of their royalty's birthdays. That's not wrong. I really hate spreading misinformation, so I try to like not. <laughs> it's all good. We live in a society of misinformation, right now. nobody knows what's what. So I mean, <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> I try my best to minimize the misinformation that comes out of my mouth, but I am human, so it happens sometimes. Uh, but like, I'm pretty sure for one of their like royal family members birthdays they will literally go out and plant trees that's pretty cool actually i mean i know there's a city now that i think about it there is a city in california that does the same thing i think it's somewhere in northern california where they do the exact same thing every but it's like just to celebrate the history really? of the city yeah um where it really is like the grade schools and whatnot I saw this years ago, I think, now I'm remembering it correctly, where, you know, it's almost like from, like, third graders to, like, basically up to, like, high schoolers all go out together to, like, plant trees together and whatnot for the whole day. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool product. I remember seeing the photos. Now, I think it's somewhere near Stanford University, now that I think about it, because they have the geography for it. Mm. But, um... I'm going to ask a really obvious question. I think any person that knows someone with a zoology degree would ask, like, do you have like a list of like your favorite species? I do. Uh, I definitely have, I have my top three list. And then from there, it, I do have like, I guess favorites, but they're not ranked. So my top three would be the, the common raven. The Corvus Corax. Uh, the I don't have a specific elephant, but just elephants. Yeah. And then they're so cool. And then the uh, uh, bottlenose dolphin, Perseus truncatus. Where do you find those at, Miami? Um, they, honestly, like they're all over. They're all throughout. I've n I've never seen a dolphin in my life, honestly. I haven't either. They're usually like coastal, uh, except for I think the the sightings are usually coastal. Um, but I and I I honestly haven't spent much time at the coast, so I haven't seen them. I have seen a manatee, but I've not seen a dolphin. Damn. 
that reminds me of a video I saw the other day on uh, on Instagram of some guys just like I forgot where they were at. I think it was somewhere like in British Columbia on the coast somewhere. And you know, it's already kind of warm out now, depending where you're at. But they're just on their boat, just riding on the water, and mm-hmm. up just comes a killer whale, just following them right behind their boat, just just swimming along right behind with them. Yeah, and it was like the perfect shot and. Even the guy holding the camera was like, "Man, you really cannot get shots this clear with a with a killer whale like just behind him, like this, just basically like not doing anything else." And it was like these types of shots are just so rare to get. I gotta find that video now. If I find it, I'll send it to you. Please do. Yeah. Please. Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen the one? I don't know which type of whale it is. But there were women in a kayak, I believe it was, and the oh, whale comes up. Yep. It was in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Those two girls were flipping out, man. <laughs> I mean, I would be too, if we're being honest. Because, like, you're just sitting there, you're chilling, you're kayaking, and all of a sudden you're flipped and you see just a huge mass come out of the water. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> if you anxiety before, that would be the, the moment. <laughs> you got me thinking twice about going kayaking out there. <laughs> no. That's a hard no for me now. <laughs> I mean, that's a rare occasion, though. So, and of course, where it's a whale, you know, a whale's going to realize it's you and be like, uh, I'm not, I don't eat you. What are you doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> so you'd be safe, but yeah, that would definitely be a scary incident. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess like I'll ask like the next question is, I mean, since your page is growing so much, so fast, like what's, uh, like, what's ahead of you? Like, what do you have planned ahead? Do you plan on expanding on the page and making something of it? Um, yeah, I, I, I've been trying to figure out, especially like the last couple of weeks, how to, because initially the page was literally, I didn't have any plans for Instagram to be followed, anything like that. I literally just started it because I wanted to, I wanted to do my like own personal online encyclopedia of animals. And so, uh, which is funny because if you go back and look at the like very first posts, the way they're written are significantly different than how they're written now. So, uh, but that's, that's all it was supposed to be was just an online encyclopedia. And then people started following it out of nowhere. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I can, I should probably cater the information just a little, make it more readable and less just like data driven. Uh, and then now everybody's, or not everybody, but like 12,000 people are there. And so people are asking like, oh, you should put some of your personality on the page. Like what, you should put more of you on the page. And I was just kind of like, but it's an encyclopedia. I'm not supposed to be on it. It, it, it defeats the purpose. <laughs> so, 
Right. And so like, I, I have been thinking of trying to expand it. Um, I know like if I do put videos of myself, like say I go to a zoo or something, I wouldn't put it in the post section because you know how you can do like uh, IGTV mm-hmm. posts. You they won't be listed in the, I guess the other posts. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So you can separate. I may do that. Um, that'll just give me a different avenue. Um, I've been told I should start a TikTok and put facts on there. Uh, Dude, I was looking to, like, making t-shirts because, I mean, for anybody that hasn't seen, like, your Instagram profile, like, your, uh, your avatar of that, like, very, like, cool linear, what kind of animal is that? That one's a honey badger. So, it's just a very sleek looking design of it. I would just start making t-shirts of animals with, like, that type of design. Honestly, I don't know why nobody ever has before. I, that's, that's, I should honestly. That that that's something to look into because when I tried to find a logo, I just wanted something super simple. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, it seems to have worked because I I think you're like the second or third person to comment on the logo, and I honestly forget like what the logo is sometimes. So it seems to be an eye-catching logo. Yeah, dude, I would do something like that. I mean. It- People like learning about new animals. I mean, as long as it doesn't scare them right away, like me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the thing with the page, though, because sometimes you'll go on there and you'll see something that scares you. But since you know it's the page, or since you know the page is to educate you, you may actually take a look and you may actually learn something like, oh, well, I guess they're not as dangerous as I thought. Like uh, tarantulas, for example. I know a lot of people are scared of tarantulas me mainly because of you <laughs> but like and that i mean that makes sense though because the way they're portrayed in the media you know you only see tarantulas in scenes where they're supposed to be like super scary so like i guess we could take uh the movie arachnophobia for example i don't know if you've ever seen that no i've never seen it i don't have arachnophobia but like okay since you've never seen it well, since you do not like spiders, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, don't let anybody talk you into watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in that movie, I think that was, like, the 80s. It had Jeff Daniels in it. It has tarantulas in there, and they're scary. They're supposed to be scary spiders. Like, the, the spiders are literally killing people in town. So, you grow up seeing that. You grow up seeing uh, other portrayals of the media of them like that in the media but tarantulas are pretty non-aggressive towards humans like you can handle them in your hand and they'll let you know if you're getting on their nerves because they'll usually like rear up and before they even try to bite you they'll flick hairs at you to agitate you so you get away from them like they don't want to attack you they want to be left alone yeah but they'll like they are gentle enough they are nice enough to where you can literally just hold them in your hand which is something most people don't <laughs> i can see that's not all you're to do <laughs> no <laughs> no that's understandable you know to each their own fair that's fair <laughs> but uh i mean dude like 
it is awesome just like finding like a like a regular Instagram page that just feeds out information about stuff that someone like me and the other 12,000 followers we have now they are just so like ignorant about because just because they just don't know and there's not the exposure there so I mean like honestly dude like just just keep doing what you're doing on that page man like I I would roll with those ideas that you have in mind like I would even start making t-shirts I would buy a t-shirt honestly because I mean why not you know yeah seriously I, it, it's really refreshing seeing a page like that on social media that's not like politically focused and all that stuff like I can look at it and it's like refreshing oh, thank you yeah definitely dude um so I mean I gotta conclude on this note because usually I only go about like 45 minutes to an hour roughly but um that's if you want to tell people like where they can find you at um you find me on the main platform i use is instagram it's at b underscore yeah b underscore zoologist underscore barista um there is a facebook page uh that's the same name and then there's also a twitter but i don't use them as much my main avenue is instagram so <laughs> cool thanks caleb i appreciate it appreciate you lance yeah, and hopefully it's talk again soon sometime and give me an update. I'm still going to be a follower. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I'll, I'll definitely going to look into those shirts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll buy them for sure.